Proverbs 31, from verses 10 to 31, the Passion Translation. Who could ever find a wife like this one? She's a woman of strength and mighty valor. She's full of wealth and wisdom. The price paid for her was greater than many jewels. Her husband has entrusted his heart to her, for she brings him the rich spoils of victory. All throughout her life, she brings him what is good and not evil. She searches out continually to possess that which is pure and righteous. She delights in the work of her hands. She gives out revelation truth to feed others. She's like a trading ship, bringing divine supplies from the merchant. Even in the night season, she arises and sets food on the table for hungry ones in her house and for others. She sets her heart upon a nation and takes it as her own. Carrying it within her, she labors there to plant the living vines. She wraps herself in strength, might, and power in all her works. She tastes and experiences a better substance, and her shining light will not be extinguished. No matter how dark the night, she stretches out her hands to help the needy, and she lays hold of the wheels of government. She is known by her extravagant generosity to the poor, for she always reaches out her hands to those in need. She is not afraid of tribulation, for all her household is covered in the dual garments of righteousness and grace. Her clothing is beautifully knit together, a purple gown of exquisite linen. Her husband is famous and admired by all, sitting as the venerable judge of his people. Even her works of righteousness she does for the benefit of her enemies. Bold power and glorious majesty are wrapped around her as she laughs with joy over the latter days. Her teachings are filled with wisdom and kindness as loving instruction pours from her lips. She watches over the ways of her household and meets every need they have. Her sons and daughters arise in one accord to extol her virtues, and her husband arises to speak of her in glowing terms. There are many valiant and noble ones, but you have ascended them above all them. Charm can be misleading, and beauty is vain, and so quickly fades. But this virtuous woman lives in the wonder awe and fear of the Lord, she will be praised throughout eternity. So go ahead and give her the credit that is due, for she has become a radiant woman, and all her loving works of righteousness deserve to be admired at the gateways of every city. Bible Before Breakfast, Mildred Kingsley Gungor here. I love the Proverbs 31 woman. Like I know there are many reactions to her, but I love her. I absolutely adore the woman. She's like a perfect model for my life. I love to go back and check every time. What am I doing? What does she inspire me to do? I've heard all kinds of things about this phenomenal woman. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, she's just a figment of men's imagination. And so that's why Solomon put it there. This is his dream woman. It's not realistic. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's at least worthy of emulation or something that will inspire you to be this kind of woman. And don't do it for a man. Do it for yourself. 
be who you know you should be. And even though I, every time I look at this woman's life, one of the things I notice about her is, as much as she has done so many great things, there's one verse here that we must pay attention to. And that is verse 30. It says, Charm can be misleading, and beauty is vain and so quickly fades. But this virtuous woman lives in the wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. She lives in the wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. Says she will be praised throughout eternity. Every time I read this particular verse, it tells me that no matter what she has achieved, either by her charm, her wisdom, her beauty, it says it will fade. But you see, this virtuous woman, the one who lives in the wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord, she will be praised, she will be remembered throughout eternity, she will build a lasting legacy. And you know the secret to her achieving so much? I think God was trying to get us to see, verse 30, that it is because she lives in the wonder, the awe, and the fear of the Lord. It is because she's a worshiper. So dear woman, today I bring to your attention that one of your greatest strengths, one of your purposes, beside being a helper, beside being an influencer, beside being a builder, one of the greatest assignments you have is to be a worshiper, to be one who continually lives in the wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. That is the secret to being praised. That is the secret to building a lasting legacy. That is the secret to getting everything that you deserve. Worshiper. You are God's secret weapon, but only when you are a worshiper. Every other thing you achieve will fade, but you have to live in the wonder, the awe and fear of the Lord if you are to do great things. This woman has been written about for thousands of years. She's been preached about for thousands of years. She's been written about for thousands of years. Books, movies, courses, curriculums have been created around her life. And the things she was able to achieve, she was into real estate, she was into agriculture, into government, into fashion, she was a parent, she was a business owner, just name it. And she was a wife. But the thing that made all these things possible was her constant wonder, awe and fear of the Lord. She was a worshipper. Now I'll give you three things about a worshipper that you must always remember. And interestingly, I learned them from three Marys in the Bible. The first one, I learned from Mary, the mother of Jesus. And that's the fact that if you're going to be a worshiper, you must be someone who is not self-absorbed. In other words, your focus must be on God. I find it very interesting that this woman, amazingly, had just been told that she was going to have a baby outside of wedlock so she had been given an instruction that could ultimately kill her but you know what she said she said my soul glorifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant and from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me 
holy is his name. She's saying, even though what I'm getting myself into can literally kill me. And it's something that I know that I do not have the capacity to do, to carry the son of the most high God, to raise God, literally. Many people would have been, would have been destabilized or they would have collapsed. But Mary responded with worship. And what is worship? Putting your eyes on God. Her focus was on God. She said, even though I know this is dangerous, my soul glorifies the Lord. My soul magnifies the Lord. My soul, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She put everything on him. She said, the mighty one has done great things for me. She didn't say, oh, I've achieved this. She said, the mighty one has done great things for me. And because of this, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. So if you're going to be a worshiper, you cannot be self-absorbed. You cannot focus on yourself. Your focus must be on God, on God whom you trust. Don't worry about what's working or not working in your life. Your eyes must be fixed on God. The second thing that describes if you're going to be a worshiper is that you cannot be concerned about what others think. Listen, I have learned to live as an audience of one. I do not focus on what people think about me. I have set my face like a flint and I will not be moved. And I learned this from Mary, Lazarus' sister. If you read the Bible very closely, you will see that she was actually the woman with the alabaster box. And she walked in into a crowd of men. She didn't care what anybody thought of her. She didn't even care about the rules. And she broke that box and people were complaining. Why didn't she keep it and sell it and the money be given to the poor? Why did she break it? It was her alabaster box. It was her one year worth of wages. It was her right. It was hers. And she decided to break it and to pour it at the master's feet. She didn't care what people thought. She didn't let people define or describe how her praise should be or her worship should be, what extent it should be. She was focused on him, not concerned about what other people think. The third lesson I learned from Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was a worshiper. And listen, one of the things that you're going to do if you're going to be a worshiper is irrespective of the things you've done wrong in your life, you must be ready to begin to set an example for others. Mary Magdalene had been through horrible things such that many demons were cast out of her. And that didn't stop her. She didn't say, oh, I've always been known as the one who demons were cast out of. She didn't care. She decided, yes, my past may have been bad, but I can control what my future is like. And so she made up her mind to follow Jesus and she followed him till the very end. She was right there when he appeared to her after he had risen. She was there and she didn't care. And you see, that's what we need to learn, that your past doesn't define you. And your past is your past, even if it was five minutes ago, it's still in the past. No one can pull your past into your future. So no matter what mistakes you've made, if God thinks you're worth it, then you are worth it. And if he thinks you're worth it, then you should raise his worth in your eyes by worshiping him. So today I challenge you, God's secret weapon, I challenge you to be a worshiper. I challenge you to live in the wonder, awe, and in the fear of God. And I guarantee you that you will be praised throughout eternity. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred. Kingsley Kumpo.